Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Think about spring break and you might conjure scenes of college students partying on the beach, getting tan, getting drunk. But last year, a group of students at UMSL's Pierre Laclede Honors College chose to spend their spring break in a much different way. Guided by two faculty members of the University School of Social Work, they toured places associated with key events of the civil rights movement. The trip proved so meaningful, those same two faculty members are offering it again this year, and they're here to talk to us about it. Courtney McDermott is an assistant teaching professor and the associate director of field education for the School of Social Work at UMSL. She's also one of the two faculty members who led last year's trip. Courtney McDermott, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And we're joined today by Shalay Williams. She's an associate professor of social work at UMSL. Shalay, welcome to the show. Thank you. And our third guest today is Lucy Grimshaw. She's an UMSL student who went on last year's trip. And apparently she liked it so much she's going to go again in March, albeit not for credit this time. So Lucy Grimshaw, welcome to the show. Honored to be here. Thank you. So Courtney McDermott, this idea for a university civil rights trip began in a personal way on your end. I understand it started with Congressman John Lewis's graphic novel series, March. Tell us how that all led to this big trip. Sure. Um, So my husband and I both um, are Caucasian and we um, really have decided to talk to our kids about our white privilege and systematic and institutionalized racism and the ways that we benefit and um, other people don't from the system. And as part of that, related to that, I happened to buy my uh, then 13-year-old son those three graphic novels by John Lewis and two of his legislative aides. Um, and I wound up reading them. Um, and they were really just very moving and inspiring and talking about his life and what he did in the civil rights movement and um, since then. And I decided after reading them that we should go to the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, um, that they were the kids were old enough, they were 13 and 10 at the time, to really interact with and understand the content of the museum. And so we went there on a weekend. They had a day off. And um, again, it was just a really moving experience. There were a lot of things I didn't know about that um, time. And and the whole time I was there on the way back, I kept thinking, how can I bring a busload of students to the museum? So you immediately had this idea, this needs to be shared with even more St. Louis people. Instantaneous. It was transformative for our family, I would say, that trip. And um, so that that was the fall of 17. And that whole semester, I really started to sketch out what would it look like. If we're going to go to Memphis, why would we not just go to other sites in the National Civil Rights um, Trail? And I started looking at what other colleges and high schools and groups do and started to really sketch out sort of almost what became this course and didn't tell anyone I was working on it. Um, that following spring of 18, we got an email from the folks at the Pierre Laclede Honors College asking for course proposals. So I went to uh, my boss, um, Sharon Johnson, who's the dean of the school social work, and said, I've been working on this thing. And do you think this would be a, the, a forum? And she said, actually, the Honors College would be a great forum to have this kind of course. Went over and talked to Dan Gerth, the assistant dean there. He immediately said yes to me and then talked to Chalet because I knew mm-hmm. I wanted a co-instructor. And in this kind of course, we're talking about race. We're talking about really hard issues. Best practice is to have two instructors who are of different races to bring different perspectives and viewpoints and also different support for students. And really, after that, uh, we started planning and recruiting 
recruiting and marketing and the rest is kind of history. And Shulay, were you a hard sell on this or did you immediately think, yeah, I like where this is going? Not a hard sell at all. I felt like it was a fantastic idea and was really appreciative of Courtney for creating the course and asking me to be a part of it. I agree wholeheartedly with the reasons why she thought it was a definite need for our students at UMSL. So we know the trip is a big part of this course, but I'm curious, um, how else did you end up structuring it? So it's not just um, these days on the road, it's also um, a full semester's worth of learning. Yeah, we start, um, we don't meet until the week before we we leave. So we meet a couple times as a class before we go. Um, We assign a book, um, Juan Williams, Eyes on the Prize. And so they should be reading that before we go to give some context and history to what they're going to be learning. Um, And then we'll meet a few times um, when we come back. The days, the trip, um, so it's really done. The course is done in about six weeks. But the So day- it is a full course, but yes. it's oriented around this trip, exactly. not around a, a typical schedule. No, Correct. so we, we meet five times um, on the campus and then the course. And the course, the days are packed. They're long, 12, 14-hour <laughs> days. Yeah. Lucy, yeah, as a student long. who's taken this course, yeah. uh, maybe you thought on the front end, oh, this is just going to be this easy thing. It only meets for six weeks. It sounds like that was not the case. No, not at all. I mean, it was so inspirational and it was so just, it was really great to go on the trip, but there was a lot to it. There was a lot of coursework and it wasn't just coursework for the sake of it, but it was coursework to really understand and apply where we were going and what we were looking at. It was mostly just to put, once we put our feet on the ground, we also also had other stuff to do to learn more about it through reading and projects. That was the main thing that um, helped me was being in a group, and we did product projects at the end as well. Mm-hmm. And this book that you mentioned, Juan Williams' book, there are so many interesting books that deal with this history and, and this <laughs> this issue. What made you pick that one? Um, again, just doing research and um, and. I think at the end of the day, it came down to there were eight chapters, and between the start of the semester and when we were leaving, eight weeks. And so if a student did it right and read one chapter a week, and there was a small, there's a packet of small answer essay questions for them to do, they, it would make it, it was nicely chunked out that way. Um, and it really, it focuses more so on just 1955 to 1965. So there was a set time period we'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, and so just just doing research. But yeah, there's a lot of content out there. So Lucy, tell me about um, the trip part of it. What were some of the sites you visited that, that were most meaningful to you on this journey? So I would definitely say hands down, the most inspirational site I went to was Selma, just walking across the Edmund, Edmund Pettus Bridge, especially after we were in a bus watching videos about like the walk and um, looking at John Lewis and his life it was really cool to walk across the Edmund Pettus Bridge all together and just talk about what we had been learning, talking about the equality that needs to be won and seeing people our own age who were actually walking across, um, who weren't fearful of their lives, who were really fighting for a cause bigger than themselves. So I would say that was definitely my favorite part of the trip. What was the, the sort of feeling in the group at that moment? I mean, thinking about those events on that bridge, it's just it's so solemn and they were so violent and did you feel the group just kind of take a deep breath yeah we all definitely took it in I think not many of us were talking through it 
we did talk when we got to the end and we we're like oh my goodness we actually just walked across but mm-hmm. while we were walking I think we were all just picturing what we had seen and picturing what we had read and it was really cool to actually have the opportunity to walk across it because it's one thing to just read mm-hmm. books about it but to actually be able to walk and be there and see where people fought for equality is something entirely different. Did it change your understanding of the event at all to be there in person and actually walk in those people's shoes? Definitely. Actually, while I was walking across some of the time, my eyes were actually closed. Like, I was trying to envision what were these people who are fighting for freedom thinking? What were they? What was their goal? Like, how, like, just looking at that kind of perspective was really cool. So, Shalay, that bridge, that's obviously a pivotal moment for the students. What were some of the other highlights from your perspective? Well, it's kind of hard to narrow down. Like, I think everything that we participated in was equally influential and valuable. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with Lucy. It's a step beyond to read things or watch videos. So all of the museums, all of the places that we went to, we were actually able to be in the church and stand behind the podium where Dr. King spoke. We were actually able to be in the church where below in the basement, unfortunately, four young girls lost their lives. We were able to actually participate in history. So I don't think we could narrow it down to any one thing. I think all of them were exceptional opportunities. Just too many highlights there. Uh, Courtney, I understand that you decided to expand the itinerary for this this trip you'll be doing this year um, a full day after getting some some feedback from last year's participants what prompted you to add stops in Mississippi this time around um, yeah well and the one of the last days we met with our students we asked them uh, so last year was just a three-day tour what should we do what would they like us to do different or better or enhance and um, I know that Lucy was definitely one of the students that said it should be the whole week. <laughs> and, <laughs> you wanted um, more. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so so Shalay and I kind of met afterwards and just started talking. Um, and Mississippi just has a really rich history uh, in, in the civil rights movement. And my family and I in April took a different road trip and drove from St. Louis to New Orleans and did some stops and some other markers and um, to see if it would make sense for the group to stop to. And so we added the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum and then the home of Medgar Evers, who is an uh, NAACP uh, field secretary who was murdered in his uh, driveway coming home um, one night. so we really are just listening to students and kind of some things that they wanted. Um, and uh, that's why course evaluations are important. We actually do listen to them. <laughs> Was it hard to decide to cut certain things? I mean, there's just so many different yes. sites you could have gone mm-hmm. to. And yet I'm sure to some extent you're kind of hamstrung by logistics. You can't yeah, suddenly right. drive two states over for a single thing. Right. What's the thing yeah. looking at it that you wish you could include, but it just doesn't make sense in terms of the map? Wow. Um I would say I I would love to be able to go to Atlanta and do the Dr. King Mm -hmm. Museum there. Um, That just, um, you know, maybe we'll do that down the line. But there are so many markers. uh, 
along the way. And some are really small and literally just a plaque. And some are really huge and you could spend the whole day there. Um, this year, we, we had to make some difficult decisions. And there's one place we won't be going because it was a trade-off. Um, when we were in Selma, we happened, we ha- literally happened yeah. upon a woman mm-hmm. um, whose name is Joanne Bland. She's one of the youngest people ever arrested during the civil rights movement. She was arrested at the age of eight, I think, yeah. and again at 11. Mm-hmm. She was there on Bloody Sunday. She marked part of the way to Montgomery afterwards and she was um, nice enough to give us about 15 minutes of her time so she now does meets with students in Selma groups like ours and brings them around Selma because she really is now in her 60s and really believes that this is a part of history that should never die out we always need to be talking about it and what happened and so we had to make a trade-off instead of going to the National Voting Rights Museum which also was really inspiring last year yes um, we don't have a time to do a tour with her, a three-hour tour with her and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, I mean, they're they're just really difficult decisions that need to be made. And, and hopefully the, the, the beauty of having Lucy is because she went last year, she's kind of an yeah. advisor this year. Of, <laughs> Did this work? What would you do? Do you think this is worth it? And things like that. So, Lucy, speaking of this Joanne Bland, who was 11 years old when, when she participated in this, uh, that must have just been an amazing conversation, getting to talk to somebody who'd, who'd yes. lived this. What struck you the most in that conversation with her? I would say what struck me the most is her humility and her desire to give other people wisdom and just the knowledge that she has and possesses. She doesn't talk down. She's really mm-hmm. passionate about equality and she's really passionate about justice, but she's also so kind and so willing to give her time, like Courtney was saying, and even spoke to some of the students and gave them dreams and inspirations for their own lives. And almost one of them almost started crying. Mm-hmm. Like, And just her determination from such a young age to be a part of the civil rights movement was what definitely inspired me the most. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Lucy Grimshaw, who's a student at UMSL, and we're talking to her about a a unique course that she got to do last spring break, and she's going to do again this spring break, and that's guided by faculty members Courtney McDermott of the School of Social Work at UMSL and Shalay Williams, an associate professor of social work at UMSL. Um, Now, in preparing for this segment, we spoke a few days ago with 70-year-old Selma resident Carrie Greider, who's a friend of our producers, who one of our producers, who herself used to live in Selma. And like Joanne Bland, uh, Carrie Greider was still a girl in March of 1965, and she, too, participated in that march to the state capitol. She and her mom were on the Edmund Pettus Bridge on March 7, 1965. That's the date that later became known as Bloody Sunday. So let's listen to how Carrie describes the scene on the bridge looking back 55 years later. I will tell you, my experience was I was afraid that that day I might die or I might be seriously injured or my mother would die. My father was not out there with us. It was my mother and myself. So I I was afraid, but I was there. And we heard this loud sound, this loud popping sound, like something exploding. And then all of a sudden, the line just kind of swelled back. And we heard screaming. And we heard it's something that sounded like gunshots. And it was like, okay, this is the end. This is it. And all of a sudden, people were running back to the Selma side, headed back toward the church. And there were horses, and it was tear gas. That's what the explosion was. It was tear gas. And it had started floating back across the bridge on the side that we were on. 
people were running and screaming, and some people were crying, and I started to cry, and my mother just yelled, don't cry, don't cry. That's what they want you to do. Don't cry. So I, I dried up immediately, and we, we were headed back to the church, and I just remember this car pulled up because we were on Water Avenue by this time, and this car pulled up right at the foot of the bridge on Water Avenue and said, get in, get in. You want to ride, get in. So we got in, in the car, and the car took us back to Brown Chapel where our, uh, my mother's car was parked. And I remember my mother just broke down in tears, and, and that was a little confusing to me <laughs> mm-hmm. because she had said, don't cry, but later on I got it. Don't cry in the face of the enemy, you know. And that's Carrie Grider, who grew up in the Jim Crow South and became active in the civil rights movement at the age of 15. We also asked Carrie why trips like the one UMSL students will be embarking on are so important. Here's what she said about the transformative power of seeing these historical sites firsthand. A lot of people who may work with black people, they may live in close proximity to black people, and they have an okay relationship with black people, They think everything is fine, but a black person's life is nowhere near the comfort level of a white person's life. We have to always be guarded. And I think white people need to know that. I think young people need to know it. And I think they need to know it because they're going to be the future lawmakers. They're going to be the future, the people who can make a change, who can actually work to get rid of some of this these negative stereotypes and to change some of this. That's Carrie Grider, who was active in the civil rights movement as a teenager. Um, Shalay, hearing her express why this is important, did you see that for the students um, that you took, that this was kind of an eye-opener for them, not just in terms of history, but in terms of race relations today? Yes, definitely. And as she was talking, I was thinking about the spectrum of students that participated in the trip. So although Courtney and I are um, in the School of Social Work, the Honors College is across campus, so it's biologists and, you know, just different um, prof- uh, professions and majors. And so I think that's one of the pieces that is so key about this class is that oftentimes these students might not necessarily have an opportunity um, to explore civil rights history, to learn about race relations, to learn about social justice and the impact um, that our history continues to have. And so I think not only um, from a race, ethnicity standpoint of diversity, but just also as far as majors, that was really impactful for our students. Lucy, how much were you and your fellow students able to open up with one another about just the different perspectives you were coming in with and and how that changed in the course of the class? Yeah, so at the beginning, I think we were all a little bit on the quiet side because it takes a while. We started the class just watching some the documentary Eyes on the Prize, and that was pretty intense because civil rights movement is very intense. And so I could see just throughout the classroom, cogs beginning, while we were in the class, cogs beginning to just turn and people just beginning to figure out and explore their own emotions and how they feel about the injustice of it all. And so it was cool because while we were on the trip, we were on a bus, you know, like we weren't able to go in different places. We were forced to be with each other in a good way. Um, And it was really cool because by the end of the trip, we were so open with each other. Like when we were at the National um, the Voting Rights Museum, 
we were walking we were walking through all the mu- all of the museum and just talking about like the KKK and like how scary that was and some of the white people were listening to us and um then they were able to share their own sentiments about how unjust it was and there was a lot of healing that came and a lot of reconciliation. Courtney, um, hearing that, I mean, that's got to feel great to, to hear that and to have witnessed that with this class. What's the one thing um, going into this trip, both last year and this year, that you hope the participants take away from it? Um, I think a lot of things is um, kind of uh, what that that woman, is, Miss Greitens, is that her name, um, said that I will have people say to me when I'm talking about this trip or other things is that, oh, well, we they thought that civil rights, we had the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, you know, Jim Crow laws are, you know, disbanded, that everything was is fine. And what has happened is this evolution of policy to keep a system in place that benefits white people, right? And so, A, that is that it wasn't that things have changed and there still continues, there has to continue to be this fight. I think also the reality of UMSL students is they're more likely to stay in St. Louis and become leaders in St. Louis. And that really is exciting to me because um, with a course like this, perhaps some of them will be moved to really make some large systemic changes in the region. Yeah. Ford through Ferguson, as we know, um, a few years ago, um, asked for there to be racial equity achieved by 2039 and one generation from the death of Michael Brown. And I'm certainly hoping that some of our students will be inspired to be a part of that change. Well, Courtney McDermott of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Shalay Williams and Lucy Grimshaw, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having thank us. You. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.